God is great. John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. God is great. It's Friday, it's uh, 7 o'clock, and I thought this was going to be easy, but I I, it may not be. So my uh, my bestie over here is going to uh, make sure that I can get through it. Um, she will be looking at comments and things like that uh, because I probably can't focus that much. So uh, as far as the business goes, we're really behind. Um, we've been shut down for the whole week. We have a lot of orders, um, that are in-house that we need to get straightened out and we need to get sent out. Um, there's a banner on the website right now that says that we're shut down. So that'll be taken off today. I got to get through this cause I just do. Um, our last podcast was two weeks ago, two weeks ago today. And a lot happened the very next day, uh, about 12 hours later. Um, we were um, actually in the shop cleaning and trying to organize things to get them uh, to flow better because we have a lot of orders. Um, and um, We got the news that... Um, JR's son, JC, had taken his life. Uh, he was 29 years old. Um, as expected, it has been a very painful um, journey that we've found ourselves on. Um, but we are leaning on God and each other. Um, and we know that um, he will be our strength. He is our strength. Um, because we are, we couldn't make it on our own right now. No, there's no way. Um, like I said, we're really, really behind. And if we've got orders, we're, we've started today organizing everything so we can get back into the swing of things tomorrow. Um, we do have to go pick up, um, my son's ashes tomorrow in the morning. And then, uh, we're going to spend the rest of the day. Uh, in the shop, getting caught up um, and trying to get everybody's orders out that uh, that have been placing orders. Um, we have Christmas stuff that needs to go out, so I'll be calling uh, customers personally uh, so we can get all caught up uh, with that part of it. Um, you know, we we had this we had all this stuff planned, but you just you just don't know, and so. Um, It's unimaginable that any parent should ever have to go through this. And I don't know what God's going to do with it, but um, we're going to glorify him all the way through. And so um, we, um, 
spent a couple of days by ourselves in prayer. And we thought we were going to be in complete isolation, but God kept putting people in front of us, which was kind of funny. Um, I think one of the best things that we got out of the weekend was we focused so much of our time, our entire family did, on what my son wasn't doing. And when are you going to get you know, a job, when are you going to start your life? When are you going to do something, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, when grandma passes away, you know, they, they had, they did a reverse mortgage. And so there's not going to be a house. And, you know, he didn't want to live with us. They didn't want to live with his mom. And uh, we focused so much of our time and energy on what he wasn't doing and what he didn't do and what as 29 years old, he hadn't done yet. And in the, 13 days uh, since he's been gone. We, uh, we can't even begin to tell you in one hour all the things that God's done um, with that. And uh, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, We, um, we've met a bunch of people that was probably, I don't know, the place that we had his memorial had seating for 275 people and it was standing room only. And so there was hundreds of people at that thing. And somehow I was able to get through his entire eulogy without crying, without even cracking. And, um, it's funny that I can't do it right now, but um, the number of seeds that were planted, and I wish I had, I, I don't even know how to do it right now. I should have done it ahead of time, but um, I know where my son is. He had this spiritual battle that as a new Christian myself, when he came uh, to me with it, was even difficult for me um, to process. But he came over one weekend and said that um, if I believed in the devil, and I said, well, of course I do. And um, he said, Dad, I'm not crazy or anything, but the devil came to me and offered me a life if I would just renounce God. This should be a happy time because at least this story should. Um, my son looked at me and he said, I chose God. But just as in any um, relationship with Christ, the closer you get uh, to him, the more the devil wants to attack you and uh if he doesn't get you he goes for your family and if he doesn't just like job you know um 
But God used Job and he continues to use Job to show us today that he never said it was going to be easy. He just said that he wouldn't leave us and he hasn't left us. What he has reminded us is that um, it's not about us. Um, JC's life wasn't about us. Uh, it was about a mighty God who who he is with now. Um, it's about a mighty God who comforts us when nothing else can. And uh, the lives that are being changed because of JC's life. Um, you know, I told JR, it's not um, the things JC did in his life um, to make money or to, you know, graduate or anything. It's not about that. Um, God uses people to change to change lives. Um, and JC in his death is changing lives. We've met several people um, who we have counseled with, who've counseled us, vice versa. Uh, we are learning that um, in our search for uh, a Christian uh, study on grief after a suicide, um, we're not finding a lot. So we are in the process of um, writing down the things that we go through and where we are led. And um, maybe uh, someday someone will read something that we wrote or we can share something that we experienced and, and help somebody else. Um, it has caused us to have some very pointed conversations that we never felt comfortable having before because we didn't want to um, uh, be uncomfortable with people. We didn't want to say, hey, are you saved? Uh, do you believe? Um, you know, that's awkward. Uh, we're supposed to be, you know, sharing the gospel, but we really don't. We talk about it with our our close circle, um, you know, we talk about it at church, but are we talking about it outside the church? Are we um, telling the lost? Are we ensuring that lost people know that there is a God who will never leave them? Um, it's a learning process that we were not prepared for. I don't think we, um, nope. I don't think anybody ever is, uh, but then again, God put us here for a reason, and um, we are committed to doing our very best to honor him. So what I was trying to say earlier is that um, in the time that Connie and I try to take away from, you know, from everybody, we spent time in prayer almost every day. Well, we, we were pretty much the whole time we were gone. Um, and what we came up with is we found out that we focused so much on what JC hadn't done in his life. We started to realize that it's not about me. It's not about Connie. It's not about Sonia. It's not about anybody that's in his life. It's not about us and the grief that we're going through. That's going to happen. It sucks. If we got to go through it. It's all about what God's doing with his death. That, supersedes anything he ever could have done in life because we're 
God's children. We're his people. And we're put on this earth for one reason, and that's to glorify him. And JC may not have a bunch of accolades in life, but what he's doing in death is amazing. There are relationships that I guarantee you would have never, ever, ever happened, ever. There are people that never would have spoken to each other for the rest of their natural lives. And I would have been perfectly okay with that. Connie would have been perfectly okay with that. The other party would have been perfectly okay with that. But now we're sharing gospel every morning. We're encouraging each other every morning. Um, lives are changing. And ours too, because we have a new purpose. And I don't know what it is yet. I don't, I don't know exactly what God's going to give us. I don't know what he's going to put on our hearts. I, I, I have an idea. We have a book that's already full of notes. Uh, we, we, I keep this book with me every single day. And every time we think of something, every time we do a Bible study, every time that we, um, we had a lady from church that sent us this really nice book. And, uh, and every morning we read it. And then Oswald Chambers, who wrote a book 115 years ago, uh, we have a daily devotional and we read that. And then we read the Heidelberg Catechism. Um, and then we take all those scriptures and we pray about what, how relevant it is to what we're going through. And so far we've come up with so many different things um, I think the biggest one is that as torn up as I am, that doesn't really matter. It's, it doesn't. And I have, except for today and Wednesday, when I went to go see David Guyon, who's our music director, I have been pretty steady and, and convicted about telling my son's story because he can't. And what a journey he had, you know, he, he faced the devil head on and he chose God. And when he told me that I was relieved, but I didn't know what to do. Um, I was as new at it as he was, you know, he only had, I only had about a year on him uh, that I had surrendered my life. And so I didn't really know how to coach him or mentor him, but he was really smart and he loved to read. And so he read the Bible like twice back to cover to cover. And he calls me up one day. And he says, dad, I got to get baptized, make a phone call, do something, call somebody. Let's go. We got to do this right now. And so um, not only did I get to watch my son fight the devil and choose God, but I got to watch him surrender his life to Christ and I got to baptize him. So um, I should be screaming from the mountaintops with joy. And most of the time I am. Um, our music director said this is called grief. Uh, what did he call it? Grief um, ambush. He said, you're just walking along, everything's good. Then all of a sudden, boom, you get knocked on your face and, and it's grief. And, um, and so that happened twice, I guess, in the last couple of days. Um, but 
to see the people that were at this memorial for for the family. They were there for us because JC was gone. His two best friends were there to remember him, but he wasn't there. He was already in heaven. He'd already made that choice. And so to see all the people, people that I know, family that I know that are very, very strict religion, this one religion, were up there just talking to our pastor because they just were so moved by the service. And our pastor started the service with, welcome. If you came here for a funeral, you came to the wrong place. And so he is this old country bumpkin. And I wouldn't say country bumpkin. Well, he he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. He's from the country. And uh, he's old German. And uh, daddy liked him, too. It's I, funny that that uh, dad prayed with him uh, to receive Christ before he passed. And so um, about a, about, I guess the year after dad died, I came to Christ in that church. Um, and then JC, you know, as a result of us going to that church, um, came to Christ as well. And so uh, one of the things I did at the, at the, um, at the memorial was, I had my dad's Bible, I had my son's Bible, and I have my Bible that Connie gave us. And uh, that's three generations that I know where they're going. I know where my dad is. I know where my son is. And I know where I'm going when I'm done. Because the Bible is really specific about what you have to do to go to heaven and there is only one unforgivable sin and that's to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I know my son was in his Bible even in the last days. So I know that wasn't a case. And so I know where he's at a hundred percent, 100% absolute certain of where him and my dad are. The question is, do you know without a single doubt in your mind, if you died today, if you took your last breath, if your next breath breath would be in glory. And if you don't know that, then we need to fix that. Because as hard as this is for us to go through, the beautiful thing is that we know where he is. And we know that we're going to see him again. Because the scripture tells us so. And it's okay if you don't believe in God because he believes in you. And if you need to have that conversation, we are absolutely here to have it with you. So, and if you don't want to have it with us, we we know uh, some people that we can refer you to. Um, but we focus a lot on this life, and this life is um, nothing compared to what... Um, the next life will be. Um, and we, our pastor said, you know, so much attention is given to this life on earth uh, when, you know, all the attention should be given on eternity. Um, so if you don't know, uh, if you wonder, if you have questions, if you doubt, um, Find somebody um, that you can talk to because tomorrow is not promised. 
Um, and once that last breath is taken, um, you don't get to do it over again. Have those tough conversations with your kids. Um, don't worry about offending them. Um, I reached out to both of my girls. I had to know. I had to know. I My dad died when I was 20 years old, and I do not know if my father was saved because we didn't talk about things like that. So I don't know. Um, I've always, I'm in my upper 50s. Um, he's been gone for the majority of my life, and I've thought about that Um for many, many years, but there, you know, I should have, I could have. God will do so much if you just get out of his thinking way. If you're obedient to his will, how do you know what that is? Well, you got to pray about it. I mean, that's all there is to it. God will put things. And I don't for a second believe that you're supposed to sit on the couch and say, okay, God, give me a sign. And he's going to, you know, flash a bolt of lightning through your bedroom window into your living room and shazam you're going to have all the answers that's not how it works um the bible says there are some things that we are not going to know till we get home and um the analogy that connie was talking about that pastor made you know he he had his hands on the podium and he pointed out this little white spot on the podium and that's the life we have on earth and then the rest of the podium all of it is eternity and we focus so much on this tiny little spot. We're so consumed with, you know, the right job and the right bank account and the right amount of money and the right this and the right that and everything that doesn't matter. And we ignore setting ourselves up to spend all of eternity with Christ, with our family. The Bible says we're going to see our family again. It says we're going to we recognize each them. other. Yeah, he says we will know them. So I'm going to see them again. I know I am. I don't know that about all my family. You know, I don't know that about all my friends. And it's easy to hem haw around and tiptoe around those kind of conversations. Um, I've been so convicted since this whole thing started that I have talked to people that I wouldn't have talked about that to. I have asked friends. I know you guys go to church, but are you 100% sure that you and your son both are good with God? Because if you're not, let's talk about it. Um, other friends that I, I was certain their kids were, were saved, and they're not. And so it's an unbelievable pain that to lose a child because it's not the normal thing. It, you know, we're supposed to bury our elders they're not supposed to bury our children and and it happens and when it does it just sucks the life out of you and it's real easy to fall into the trap of oh poor me it's really easy and i'm angry i'm regretful i'm guilty i'm sorry um and there's i mean it's the natural it's a natural grieving process, yes, but uh, it's not useful. No, not in the least bit. It's um, some of the beautiful things that we've come up with. Um, 
we found this one in JC's Bible. We were just flipping through and it was highlighted. Uh, and it's Romans 8 and 18. And it says, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's to be revealed to us. And um, that's pretty big. There were a lot of um, things highlighted in JC's Bible. Um and notes written in the margins and um we don't know what he was thinking because we didn't ask yeah but you can uh learn a lot about a person and where they are um by looking in their bible <laughs> and i hope that when my kids go through my bible they um learn a little bit um a little bit about me and a whole lot about Jesus. The um, Those readings and those highlights and uh, are things that we're just going to go through. I'm sure eventually we'll go through all of them. Um, there's a lot in the beginning of his Bible. There's a lot um, in the middle of it. And there's, you know, there's stuff uh, in a lot of stuff in the New Testament. Um, and and I, at some point I told him, I said, stop reading the Old Testament, read the New Testament. And then we'll go back and, and look at the Old Testament. Because, you know, if you are not 100% in faith, in love, in agreement with God Almighty, um, then Genesis 1.1 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you don't believe that all 100%, you're not going to believe um, Revelations 22, where it talks about heaven. And so um, JC was already there. I mean, he read that whole thing cover to cover. And um, it's, um, it's just been overwhelming the amount of support. Um, I was preparing these notes for, for the memorial. The memorial, and um, Matthew five and four was another one that uh, that we read. Somebody said something. I don't know what they said, but um, on one of the, they made a comment, but I don't know who it is. Um, we're trying yeah, to okay. we're trying to catch all the comments because because I I definitely don't want to um, miss anybody, but. Um, I was going to say that the, um, here we go. And uh, let's see. It's not that one. It's on the other one. Um, it's okay. Matthew 5 and 4. Um, you want me to read it? Here, let's see. Oh, Nathan. Uh, okay. It says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And then I was telling our music director about it and he said that the word mourn means to the term he used was regurgitate i didn't like that word so uh i pulled down all my study stuff from when i was in seminary and i did a i did a word study on this uh the day before the um the the memorial and the words that i came up with uh in in ancient um uh, greek were to rend 
or to bring forth. And my favorite one was to mutter as thunder. And so the more that we mutter as thunder, the more we talk about it, the more we bring it forward. Um, the Bible says that we'll be comforted. And it's not anybody in the Bible. Matthew 5 and 4 is a red letter. These are the words that Christ uh, spoke. And so um, that's really big, you know, because I feel like um, the lady that we rented the Airbnb from, the last day, Connie says, hey, go outside. You might meet a new friend. You know, she heard somebody rustling around in the back. And uh, I was loading the truck up and I walked out and this lady's sweeping. And I said, hey, I'm JR. And we, you know, we really love this place and really enjoyed our stay. And she asked, uh, you know, oh, I'm so glad, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you don't mind me asking, you know, why did y'all come out here on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, it was literally nothing. the reason I picked it. It was, um, it was up close to the Oklahoma border and it was in the middle of nowhere. And, um, and I just looked at her and I felt God put it on my heart. And I'm like, we lost my son last week and we came here to get away from everybody. And she just immediately went to tears. I mean, she lost it. She was just, and so before we could even get, I said, come on, let's, I want you to meet my wife. And so we walked in and, and then we sat in her living room or wherever, or the place where we were staying, uh, for the next 20 or 30 minutes, just talking about God. And praying. She had a, lost a son as well. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> it just seems like he puts it on me. And I don't feel like telling everybody. I mean, we're telling everybody now, right? But um, sometimes he just puts it on me. I mean, I've reached out to some friends that I've known for many, many years that I don't have a lot of contact with, but they're friends and I can call them anytime I want. And I'm like, hey, man, are you good? Are your kids good? Mama's good. I mean, I, I need to know. And so um, if you get that call from me, man, don't, don't be offended. It's not that I think you're a sinner. It's just that um, God is putting these things on my heart. And, and I'm, I'm going to be obedient because it's the only way that we get through this. Um, there's no other way. Now I can't remember what that one is. Uh, I think it's the one I sent this morning in the group, but I really like uh, this verse and it's, um, let's see. Oops, wrong one. This verse is um, Matthew eleven twenty eight, And this came out of JC's Bible. I don't know if you can, if you can see the picture there. That's his Bible. And that's the verse that he highlighted. And it says, uh, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And so um, we just keep getting blessed with these you know, and to see the people in the group, and it's nobody's business who's in our group, but um, to see the transformation, well, I don't even know. I mean, <clears throat> we didn't spend any time knowing these people for a long time. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that that uh, one of them I hadn't spoken to in 10 years, at least. And the other one was probably even longer than that. And so um, it's pretty amazing that we are at peace at peace with these people, that we are in Christ with them, that we are sharing the gospel every morning. Um, it's changed our prayer life. Uh, we wake up in the morning and before I can even let myself start feeling sorry for myself, I go grab Connie and I'm like, stop, let's pray right now. And we'll pray. And, um, and then we do the same thing in the evenings, you know, after being in the world all day and at work, uh, it's easy to distract yourself and then you get off and then you come home and, and it's like all the way home, you know, Fortunately, my drive is not what it near it used to be, but still, it's long enough if I let the devil in. And let me tell you something. God is not going to make you feel bad. God is not going to put guilt on your heart. God is not going to put regret on you. That's the devil. I guarantee you, Connie hates when I do this, but I guarantee you a thousand percent <laughs> that the devil is putting that crud on you because no such thing as a thousand. it is not of God. It is absolutely not of God. And if it's not of God, it's of the enemy. And so um, it's been really difficult. But by the same token, we're seeing all these things and we're coming to our own realization of things um, just in our prayer, you know, just being still and quiet uh, and letting God talk to us. And, and if you don't... it. <laughs> You know, if you just don't know, if you just really aren't certain, I challenge you to read the Bible for 30 days straight. Just read the Bible. Pick it up. Pray before you read it. Ask God to show you himself. Start in Matthew. And I promise that sometime in that 30 days, God will show up. And if you are not a believer, you will be a believer. And I have a lot of friends that I don't know. I have a lot of friends that I don't know where they are. And, and you know, I have a lot of veteran friends. It's easy, The easy answer is, you know, pharmaceutics or natural uh, remedies to take pain away and to take, you know, things away. And I promise you, there is more in this book right here than you're going to find in any bottle. I guarantee it. And, um, you know, I'm not telling you that I don't take anything I do. I take medicine because I'm fat and my heart beats too fast and all that good stuff. But that's personal, personal choice. Those are choices that I've made. Um, I don't really, I don't know. All right. I'm glad that I was able to get to the beginning of that because it was pretty bad. But um, so people keep asking us if we're OK. We're OK. We are. We're different. We will never, ever, ever be the same. Till the day that we die, we are going to be different. Um, that's, that's not questioned. It's not anything against God. It's not not having faith. It's the basic fact that our lives are different. And they're going to be different until we die and we know that 
God uses all things for his glory. And we will encourage each other. We will seek wise counsel. We will continue to pray so that we are obedient to allow ourselves to be used um, for his glory um, and forget ourselves, um, forget our feelings, um, forget the anger and the frustration and the hurt and the guilt. Um, we're still human. Um, but we're still here. We're still here. And we have an obligation to God. We are put on this earth to praise Him. That's it. That's the sole purpose of His people is to praise Him and to give all the glory to Him. And if we're not doing that, then, well, we're working for the enemy. And I'm not going to work for the enemy. I'm not going to give Him anything that belongs to God. And my joy comes from knowing that our friends and our family are saved. Everybody that we can possibly talk to plant seeds. It doesn't mean that we're going to get to see everybody, you know, their harvest. And, and I understand these things. I had to learn these things. Um, ironically, my mentor told me many times, just because you're praying for JC salvation, don't, don't expect to see it in you because it may not even happen in your lifetime. And not only did God give it to me because he, God already knew what was going to happen. Not only did he allow me to be part of JC's journey and his salvation, but I got to baptize him in the river. It was awesome. And nobody can take that away from me. Not the devil, not anyone. And so it's like that chapter I read earlier that God says, no one can snatch him out of my hands. No one. And there's no assurance greater than the God who spoke the world into existence to call you home. That is, there's nothing greater than that. There's nothing on this planet. That is what we are supposed to look forward to. It's what we're supposed to work for. And when, when, when things don't go the way that we're used to them going, it is an unbelievable shock and it is. And there's going to be days where I'm going to be just, you know, like David Guyon said, that grief uh, ambush is going to come get me from behind and knock me on my face. But you know what? I'm going to get right back up and keep going. And I'm going to praise God in the valley. Because if you can't praise God in the valley, what are you going to do at the very top of the mountain? Nothing. Same thing you did in the valley. Nothing. There's um, something that my sister-in-law sent me. Um, it's from a book called Bruised and Wounded. And this was the first thing that helped me. Um, it says, we are human beings, not God. People die of illnesses and accidents all the time. And all the love and attentiveness in the world sometimes cannot prevent death. With suicide, we must recognize that we are dealing with an illness that, like cancer or heart disease, can be terminal, irrespective of every human effort to restore health. 
there are sicknesses that no humans can cure. We can grieve our inadequacy as humans, but we are not God. Ultimately, we must take consolation in the fact that we loved as best we could and that we have not really lost this person. He or she went on back to God. Our job now is not to second guess, but to trust. Trust that God is far more gentle and understanding than we are, and that God, who is adequate, can give this person a peace that we never could. My son struggled for a long time with a lot of stuff. And if you went through his Bible and you saw some of the things that he highlighted and some of the things that he questioned, and um, I don't know what that fight was. I, I don't know. Um, God sure set me up to be strong and convicted when this happened because uh, I didn't just know that my son came to Christ but there was healing that happened long before that. You, you, might, you might say it was maybe the beginning of, of what led um, to the path, I guess, of JC. But, you know, he and I were in the car one day. Connie and I were taking him home. He used to come spend the weekends here. And, and um, I finally told him, look, I know I was a pretty – crappy dad and I'm sorry I will I'm not the same man that I am today uh, that I was then and uh, my priorities are different and everything is different and he he recognized that and so um, he he forgave me for you know the things that that I didn't do the things that I did do when he was growing up and we had that peace it was really cool and, uh, and then we spent a lot of time together, you know? And so he saw that, you know, Connie and I were in this church and, and I was changing and things were different. And I'm so glad that he felt comfortable enough with me at the time that he had his um, spiritual battle that he could come to me. And so uh, a lot of people don't get those things. They don't get to be part of their you know, um, probably most parents have something to do with their children's salvation, but but not like that. That was really in-depth that he and I spent time talking about, reading scripture together, um, and then to be able to baptize him because he knew that the Bible says you don't need baptism for salvation, but you're supposed to do it as an outward expression of the decision that you had already made internally. The Bible talks about it. Jesus talked about it. John the Baptist talked about it. And he knew he had to get it done. And then to ask me to do it was just another, you know, thing that God gave us that nobody can take away. Not the devil, not death, not the grave, nothing. And um, some of the music that we chose was pretty pretty powerful too you know and so um don't ask us if we're okay because the answer is no um are we good yeah we're better than good we're great um because god is good because god is 
awesome. And he is never going to abandon us and he's never going to leave us behind. And when we feel that way, it is not from him. And so um, I can't tell you how much that we appreciate all the phone calls and text messages and messenger messages. And I, I have to really thank all my former team from copped so many of them showed up to the to the memorial um they they gave us a really beautiful card and a and a donation towards everything and and they they were just just on everybody who showed up we just are so grateful um for your support and then there's been more than hundreds as Probably hadn't been thousands because I don't know that many people really, but at least that that many people that like me anyway. But um, there have been hundreds of people that have reached out, you know, uh, with support and with love and with prayer. Prayers. If you want to do something for us, pray for us. It's not the least you can do. It's not the last thing you can do. It is absolutely the best thing that you can give anyone is prayer and uh so many people i mean i there have been few times in my life in my saved life my life north of my surrender to christ that i could tell you i absolutely 100 percent felt god right there right then and he was in that room when we did jc's memorial I mean, without a doubt. And uh, and it wasn't just me who felt it either. It was many people that were there. Um, people that, you know, don't believe exactly the same way we do, but still believe in God. They were taken. And, you know, I don't know what God's going to do with that. I don't know how many people in that room are going to look back at their life and say, I remember going to JC's memorial and God stirred something in my soul. And as a result, I'm going to see my family and my family's going to see each other for the rest of eternity. And it's not for us to know. It's all for his glory anyway. So, you know, if we get to be part of, of your life for whatever reason, you know, we'll, if that's what God puts on our heart, we're going to jump on it. So, if you're feeling something and you need to talk to us, don't be surprised if we latch on and just we'll let you have it. All the truth, all his truth. But we're just so grateful for everybody who's who's um, who's been reaching out. And, you know, the business is funny because it was never really a business. Um, it has always been a ministry where we got to share the gospel. The business part came as a blessing from God um, for being obedient to his will. And it's pretty suffering right now. I got to tell you, <laughs> we, um, we put a huge dent in the business. Um, but I, I felt like that's what I needed to do was put everything on hold for a week. And, and um, 
we had just launched our Christmas packages. And so we have a bunch And they'll of still get there on time. They uh, will. I think the last day to mail, what's the last day to mail to get uh, packages to their destination by Christmas Eve? Well, anyway. It's like uh, the 16th if, or something. Yeah. We'll send everything out so that it gets there in time. Now, if you order past that date, then it's not guaranteed, but we'll do our very, very best. Um, yeah. It's, um, anyway, we, uh, we appreciate the, your patience and, um, we're gonna, we're gonna get to, you know, Mike has been such a blessing to us, the Johnson family and, and the Gavix, they opened up their home to us last week and, and we spent time with them and, uh, everybody, Everybody else has offered everything in the world. People have wanted to bring us meals and, you know, we're not unable to, to cook and we're not unable to take care of ourselves. Um, unable to process information for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I still have a little bit of brain fog. I'm not, I'm not firing on all eight cylinders. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with that, you know, and the people around me, uh, especially where I work, are, are, are really good, and they're being very attentive to it. So um, that's been a blessing. Um, I got to tell you that, you know, the company that I work for now, um, when I called my boss, I had been working for that company for three days. Um, three days. They sent me to training for two weeks. I was on the job for three days. And uh, when I called my boss, he asked me what my son's name was, what my mother's name was, what my wife's name was, what my, you know, my sister's name, what JC's mom's name was, because he wanted to pray for us. So. That's how you know you're, <laughs> you're in the right place. Thanks, Frank, for putting that up. Uh, and Al Slavin, thank you for your, for your generous offer, brother. And, um, and everybody else who's been, you know, like I said, it, it's been a process of um, understanding. Um, and I've just started saying it all the time. God's great. He is. I said it at JC's, you know, memorial. Uh, when I started, God is great. And we'll talk about it a little bit more. And we did. And, and we did share funny stories about my son. Um, he was, he was a ham and, uh, he liked goofing off, especially with, uh, you know, my, my grandmother and his grandfather. And, uh, and he was, he was just a really unique kid who suffered with something and, and, um, it's okay that, um, He's in heaven. I know exactly where he's at. He's in heaven. And so. Um, and whole. And he's whole. That's right. Whatever was plaguing him, whatever was destroying uh, his will to live is gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad's suffering is gone. Um, and. They're reunited, and I, I, I know they know each other. They, they're together. They're probably getting in trouble. <laughs> the but... sadness, the, only, <laughs> the sadness, the guilt, the anger is only, you know, it's only our human 
arts, we know that God um, has JC in the palm of his hand. Uh, he has us in the palm of his hand. And uh, he does. I, and I, so that's why we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And I, you know, Connie and I have been married for a long time and we've been through our trials and we've been through probably more valleys than we have peaks. But you just know what somebody's made of when you go through this. And this girl right here has just been the rock. She carried the whole family for at least three days. I guarantee it, the whole family. And I don't, she was carrying my ex-wife and everybody else on her shoulders. And so um, God is so good. He knows exactly what you need. He knows who you need. And uh, don't ever discredit. Oh, it's nothing to do with me. Well, no, it doesn't have anything to do with any of us, but God uses us. And he sure did use Connie. And um, I'm so grateful for that. And so um, we're, we're getting really close here. I, we could go on and tell all the wonderful things that's happening. And uh, we're going to continue to write, uh, you know, in our book. And we're going to I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if we're going to publish something. I don't know if we're going to create a um, whatever it is. It's going to be something that that comes from God and is for other people to be able to find peace um, in in horrible tragedies. And it doesn't have to be the same exact same tragedy that we have experienced. It can be anything, you know. And uh, when I lost my dad, I was devastated different relationship, different relationship with God, uh, which was a big thing. And so, you know, be, um, be very attentive to what God's trying to do. Cause people always tell me, Oh, well you can't, you can't do what God doesn't want you to do. You know? And I tell people all the time, if God doesn't want you to go South, he's going to put a wall in front of you. Can you get past that wall? You absolutely can. You can find a way, a human way to get over that, to go around it, to go under it. The problem is never be good. <laughs> everything on the other side of that wall is not going to be blessed. And you're going to stub your toes and you're going to break your legs and fingers and everything else. And so um, you just absolutely uh, have to follow what God's you know, trying to tell you and you got to stay in prayer and um, and you have to have somebody who believes not just in you, but Connie loves God more than she does me. And I love God more than I love her. And if we didn't have that relationship with God, we probably wouldn't be together. Plain and simple. And so that's a podcast for another time. But <laughs> But We're almost at an hour. We are. So uh, we love you guys. I I can't tell you how much we are grateful for the outpouring of kindness and support because we sure need it. And like Connie said earlier, if you want to know what we need, pray for us. You know, pray for us. That's 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 what we need. So, um, I love you guys and, uh, hope that, uh, that you'll continue to, um, 
move towards a life that glorifies God. I don't care if you buy coffee. I don't care if you call me. I don't care if you pray for us. I want you to to know in your heart like we do um, that amidst all this, there is something that we're entitled to if we just surrender because he gives us everything. And so be good to each other. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Pray. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your spouse. Thank you, Justin. And Sana. <laughs> and Sana. And uh, there's nothing greater than to surrender to God. There's just not the, the blessings that you will get the understanding that you'll get this strength that you'll get to get through times like this. Doesn't mean your life will get easy. It no. does not say that. It does no. not say seek him and all your life will be so easy. All your problems will be gone. It does not say that. It doesn't say that. I've looked, trust me, I've looked and looked and looked and it, it's not to be found. He, it says that he will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. It says he will uphold you with his right hand. It does not say it's going to be easy. The Bible actually says. You will be persecuted. Jesus said that you who follow me will be persecuted as I am. So, um, but the promise, but again, we're focusing on this little speck. That is life. That is life on earth compared to eternity that our minds can't really fathom. That's why when people tell you, oh, it's eternity. We don't understand that. We understand yeah. like if I get to 70, 80, maybe I get to 90, maybe I get to 100. That's a, that's a tiny little speck on earth compared to all of eternity With in, Christ. in the presence of God Almighty. And and I used to joke around all the time until when I get to heaven, I want to talk to Paul. You know, I want to have a conversation with him. Fact is... Am I going to even be able to get past being in the presence of God Almighty? Probably not. It's probably not going to matter. I do want to talk to the repentant thief, though. I really would like to have a conversation with him. But um, it's kind of funny because we're all repentant thieves, aren't we? Anyway, love you guys. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do one of these next Friday. We're going to try to. We want to try to be consistent. Um. Again, we'll be calling everybody tomorrow. So after we get home and uh, trying to square away the business. All right. Love you guys. And we'll see you sometime soon. All right. God bless you. Have a great weekend.